The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. I got a fever, and the only prescription is smoking. Over the line! This. I'm sorry, Smokey, you were over the line. That's a problem. Is the cigar authority. Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? The authority. Is that a serious question? On everything cigar. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. And out of the cigar industry. Sounds pretty awesome. With your host. You have to use so many cuss words. David Garofalo. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Mr. Jonathan. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Barry Stein. The scotch on the rocks. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengow. Any Glen. It's time to light them up. Sounds really fun. It's time. Cool. 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 For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more cowbell. And light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. It's Saturday, December 9th, and we're getting the first snow of the year up here in New England. We're broadcasting live from the La Florida Dominicana Cigar Soundstage, and with us today is a Southern gentleman with a brand called Southern Draw. We'll see what Robert Holt is all about, and his rep, a real Stogie Geek, Joe D. from the Stogie Geeks podcast, will join us as we predict what the magazines will choose as their top picks of 2017. Welcome back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassador Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine and awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row, The Cigar Authority is the most listened-to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, and you can catch the podcast on demand anytime or on our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. And uh, Dave is not here today, but he left us this note. So before we start, on Tuesday, December 5th, an icon to the cigar industry passed away. Jose Orlando Padron, founder of Padron Cigars, passed away at the age of 91. Jose Padron ran Padron Cigars for all 53 years, and I was honored to know him and call him a friend. Born in 1926 in Pinal Rio, Cuba, raised there on his family farm where he worked until 1961, where he left for Spain. In 1964, he rented a store on West Flagler Flagler. You you speak just like Dave, Flagler Street. (laughs) Thank you. I'm not going to say it again. In Little Havana, Miami, and started rolling cigars. Jose Padron is survived by his wife, Flory, children Elizabeth, Lizette, Orlando, and George, and many grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Our thoughts and prayers are with the Padron family. May he rest in peace with God. I will be attending the services on Friday and Saturday in Miami and have to miss the Cigar Authority show today. My apologies to our guests and listeners. Signed, Dave. I should do a debonair segment that's, about that's that. De- that's as debonair as they come. That's right. All right, so with us right now is the co-owner and face of Southern Draw Cigars, Robert Holt. Welcome, ba- welcome to the show for the first time. Hey, I appreciate the invite and the hospitality. Little Brad from Texas gets to make it up to New Hampshire for the first snow. And you guys have snow down there. You know, it is ironic, right? I, uh, I traveled up with Joe D. in uh, Rhode Island and now New Hampshire. And uh, back home, we've got up three to five inches. most of, And that's central and south Texas. That's not up in north Texas, right? So that's uh, catastrophic is what it's, that's uh, it, As they said today, yesterday on Facebook, I saw a big sign. 
Texas is closed for business. That's right. Hey, Texas and Jonathan's bedroom have three to five inches in common, so. <laughs> See, all if week, Dave was here, I'd get the bell. All week long, <laughs> yeah, you worked on that. All week long. All right, so we're going to be smoking the kudzu. Is that how you pronounce that? Is that? Correct. that is correct. Southern Draw Kudzu. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this, Robert? Well, the special thing, and I'm glad it's my first time on the show with you guys and my first visit with the cigar you know, uh, company <coughs> here in, in New Hampshire. So the kudzu was the first blend, the first offering from Southern Draw back in 2014. Um, most people know that uh, if it has a Southern Draw band on it, uh, our uh, exclusive partner is uh, none other than A.J. Fernandez and A.J. Fernandez Cigar Company. So, um, you know, when we release this cigar, um, it is a, uh, a, a nice Ecuadorian Habano Escuro wrapper. Um, again, nice tight top priming on this, uh, on this tobacco, nicely selected. Binder in this is, uh, is Nicaraguan Ometepe. And I think you'll find uh, in this cigar kind of what our intention on the blend was really capture kind of a classic style cigar. But uh, um, in the South, we like uh, bourbon. So that Ometepe gives it this nice charred oak, nice smokiness to it that really pairs well. Kind of like yeah. sticking your nose in a good bottle, right? Sure. Um, it is all Nicaraguan filler with the exception. So a little combination of Condega, Jalapa, Esteli, a little strength, a little flavor, a lot of aroma. Um, and then uh, most importantly is that 25% Connecticut broadleaf in this cigar. It increases the body and gives it a nice little spice element to play with the, 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 that cocoa and that oakiness. Well, uh, why don't we give it a cut in light here. It's time to cut our cigar, and the official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. So we'll give this a little cut. And we like, to little, uh, we like to do a little cold draw taste on this, Robert. I see your cigar's already lit, which is okay. You can play it any way you want. I'm sure you know how it tastes cold draw-wise, but right. I've never smoked this before. Cream oh. soda. Soda? Soda. Might be a little tougher with a close foot on this cigar, but I'm, you're getting a little. No, you get. I'm, I'm actually surprised, and I was expecting yeah. the, the draw to be a little tight, but it, it, there's some airflow in there. I am picking up some of the, uh, and you know what it is? I think it's subliminal, where you said bourbon. So there's some, some of that uh, oaky, vanilla. I think that's where Barry's picking up his cream, cream soda. Because, you know, it's spelled S-O-D-E-R. It is, yeah. On your planet. <laughs> All right, so um, <clears throat> why, don't we, uh, why don't we give it a light and get the show kicked off here? All right, so we're going to uh, light today's cigar with the Vertigo Intimidator. And this lighter has the patented big-ass tank, but it also has a patented big-ass adjustment wheel. It features four jets that change colors once lit to make it easier to see the flame on the golf course or on a mountain with the first snow on its way, and it retails for only $24.99. It's a $100 lighter right there for $24.99. I think it could snow all day and you could light a cigar with this beautiful lighter. It's got a flame on it. Yeah, it beautiful. does. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. All right. So, um, how long have you been in the cigar business here? And I'm not quite sure I'm in the cigar business yet. You know, we're fledgling, right? But uh, um, on the market for about four years um, okay. the, with the brand. But the eight or nine years preceding that um, was exclusively in 
throughout the Central America, uh, South America, Caribbean, tobacco growing, cigar production region. Um, originally went down another business in the wireless industry, but uh, what it did is open uh, open world opportunity to see the culture, uh, to visit uh, not only the factories and the farms and the families that have taught us so much, but really to engage the culture as an outsider. Um, I do not come from retail. I don't come from other tobacco lineage in a sense. Um, just a guy that enjoyed them for 25 years, and you know, ultimately uh, that eight years of kind of planning what a brand would be. Um, what our strategy or our mission statement would be. And it comes down to this, you know, four years ago, all that culminated into the release of Southern Draw. And uh, with the blessing uh, and urging of my own wife. And uh, um, once I had that, I knew we were onto something because that was the most important thing was for her to lead me down this path and finally say, this is what we should do. So much easier when you have a wife that is helping to push the boulder up the hill than having one that's on the other side pushing it back down. Well, I've never had the other way, right? But I've heard stories. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it was a, a quite a blessing, right? Uh, for her to say, let's do something a little more humble. Uh, really enjoy this art form that you've enjoyed most of your adult life. Now that she uh, she maybe doesn't get enough uh, uh, press or pressure because, as you noted in the opening statements, I guess I'm the face of the company in a sense, but. Uh, um, with the wife behind us and supporting us running our back office warehouse customer service distribution, um, I tell you, we couldn't, we couldn't hire four or five people sure. uh, to do what she does. And more importantly, I'd have to pay them. <laughs> right. So, right. So four years ago, you start Southern Draw. Yes, sir. And A.J. Fernandez isn't really the, as big as he is right now. How did you meet up with AJ, and how did the relationship develop? Uh, great question, Barry. Um, yes, he wasn't uh, as big as or in demand as he is today, or we might we might be having a different discussion. Um, because I uh, I do uh, believe that that relationship has everything to do with our early success and ability to uh, grow the way we have. But um, I had spent a couple of years exploring other factories, and again, not one to name the factories, but we were looking for something very specific and different, maybe. Um, and uh, ultimately, it kind of led me to AJ's doorstep and said, AJ, here's my challenges. My challenges are we really want to release these blends that we have. Um, we want to have certain process in place. Love the culture, love the tradition, but how you process tobacco is, is what's impressing us. Um, how you're so hands-on every minute of every day. And it's not to be said that other factories aren't that way, but AJ embraced it and said, what is your strategy with Southern Draw? You know, what, uh, what's the mission? And uh, ultimately, I put my head on his shoulder and I cried and I said, listen, you know, we really need help. We need some guidance. Um, we, uh, you've got hundreds or thousands of years of knowledge sitting in this factory that we'd like to, to, uh, to, to culminate into to our vision and strategy. And, uh, you know, we'd be humble if you would uh, be our partner. And he says, uh, you know, Robert, uh, just commit to me. You know, commit that if we're going to um, work together, that we're going to work together for the long term. Please don't go out and shop this around and go to other factories and make one blend here and one cigar there. Do me the honor of saying, if I commit to you, commit to me. And we shook hands on it, which was his idea. You know, I'm a, I'm a business guy, right? I'm like typing up four reams of paper contract. And he goes, eh, I'm a farmer. You're a farmer. Let's, uh, let's just shake hands. And uh, I'll make you great cigars. I'll do everything you ask. You go sell them and be good stewards of the brand in, in our factory. And uh, it, was, it was just kind of a, a blessing early on that he, uh, that he believed in what we were doing and has supported us up to this point. Were there any concerns that as AJ grew in popularity and as your cigars grew in distribution uh, that there was going to be some maybe hiccups 
with his growth, not being able to give a smaller company the focus it deserves? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it comes down to, to us looking at him now, and we believed in him too. We believed in what he was doing and how he was doing it. Um, but every 90 days when we go into a new production um, cycle and those numbers get larger, you know, we always sit down with AJ and say, AJ, if you're too big with all the opportunities that you have, you know, no's okay. We'll always be loyal, loyal is, until you tell us that this just isn't big enough. Because despite our growth, Barry, his growth is far larger than yes. ours, right? Uh, if you put it in perspective. But I, uh, I lost sleep for the first three years, every quarter going, can we continue this growth? And we grow pretty aggressively um, with that partner, maintain the quality. And what's alleviated that stress is the fact that he always executes. The factory and the team always execute no matter how important um, – other lines and how large their production is, he seems to execute ours with uh, with great care and uh, much like much like it's his brand. So. Has he always been on time for you? Um, absolutely. Let <laughs> okay. me say this. Let me say this. Any delays that we've had, let, let me go on record um, to say that if there's been delays, ultimately, no matter what it is, it's my mm -hmm. responsibility. Um, when that comes to boxes and and bovitas and labels and bands and mm -hmm. packaging, we have a very set process. But uh, as a cigar production side always on time. Some of the things I make mistakes on, because I'm still learning every day, uh, lead to a logistical delay. Sure. Um, and sometimes that's good, because uh, as we say down south, the early bird gets a worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. <laughs> so you have, uh, is it six or seven lines? We, we have seven, and, and really four core lines. Um, the one that we're smoking today is obviously our first release, the Firethorn, which is uh, kind of that medium plus, beautiful Habana Rosado, San Andreas, Maduro, wrapper, and all Nicaraguan filler. Um, and, and earlier this year, around Easter, we released the beautiful Rose of Sharon. Um, I smoked that earlier today, and it is fantastic. Thank you. It's fantastic. You. It was a nice addition to the left end of the spectrum, right? A nice medium-bodied Ecuadorian Connecticut. Uh, it is 25% Pito de Cabano. <coughs> it's got some nice body to it. It's been well-received. But I think, uh, Jonathan, that the um, reception has been a m as much about the message as it has been about the cigar. Um, I love the cigar. It's kind of an anytime cigar, but that is a respect to my wife and her character and her witness and testimony that she's really brought to this brand. Um, and then the fourth of the core line is our IPCPR 2017 release, which is the Jacob's Ladder. And that is the big dog. That's a uh, Pennsylvania broadleaf over Connecticut broadleaf. It's a double Lajero. It's meaty, it's fatty, it's smoky, and it's, uh, I think it, uh, to us, it's something special. You just describe me. Hey, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. But that's the four core, and then the three that you mentioned other than that. We have a line called the Quick Draw, and the Quick Draw does come in three unique blends. Um, that is a, uh, another nice medium body Connecticut, um, a Ecuadorian dark Habano wrapped blend uh, that's really that medium, medium plus, medium full for some people. And then an, my favorite, my first, uh, my first foray into true Pennsylvania broadleaf. So um, that's a celebration of small ring gauge cigars. It's... Uh, uh, started with Petit Corona. We added a short Panatella in that line, and then ultimately, the uh, last couple of weeks, we added a, a Corona Gordo. And those are really meant to be five to six bucks, 30 to 45 minutes, nice premium smokes, but really a celebration of classic sizes. Sure. Do you, so, uh, <clears throat> did you find naming the cigars to be as tough as some people? Because what, what we've experienced on the show during interviews is people can stumble across a blend and, you know, some blends come out of an accident. You're trying to get to one thing and you end up with uh, something that's accidentally spectacular. And now you've got two lines that are going to come out. Mm -hmm. And naming seems to be the thing that holds people up. 
Um, absolutely not. Um, the kudzu and the firethorn, without going into great detail, were really a celebration or a, a respect to my previous military career. The people that influenced my life. Uh, and thank you for your service, by the way. Absolutely. Yes. And, and my reference isn't to get a thanks. My reference is there is a history there. And it's a celebration of life and some struggles and trials that we went through, but we made it. You know, quick short story, the kudzu uh, is also an invasive vine or a plant that uh, was brought into southern United States back in the 1800s for soil erosion. It's been deemed the weed that invaded the south. But it has a lot to do with my time in the military and where I served from Georgia to 101st Airborne there in Kentucky. But this kudzu vine is now in every state all the way into Canada. And, and in, you know, this weed that invaded the south became a blend that started in Texas and has, is now in over 40 states. Wow. Um, the Firethorn has a similar story. But let's look forward now. Um, because of the deeming regs, all of our blends and names uh, were done pre-August 8th, 2016. <laughs> so all the thought had to go behind it. And it, it's really a celebration now, um, as we talked about the Rose of Sharon earlier. The Jacob's Ladder is uh, in honor of my son, Ethan Jacob. Um, not just the names, but the blends and the message that carry the biblical reference because they're big influences in my life. So moving forward, it's going to be about those friends and family that uh, have trusted me to become the fa uh, face of this, that have brought witness and testimony that influenced my life, right? So it's a celebration of those. So um, you'll see, you'll continue to see these dual meaning um, names as we do new releases and line extensions. And unless the FDA changes, I, I don't need to be creative with naming anymore. You know, it's all set in stone, right? right? So you're very big into religion because your, your shirt says not brand owner, not CEO or whatever. It says cigar evangelist. Yeah, chief evangelist. Um, I chief wouldn't say evangelist. I'm big into religion, Barry, but I am very spiritual. I also re realize that uh, I spent a lot of my life uh, making bad decisions, doing business with people that I probably shouldn't have for the wrong reasons. And all those little voices that I heard um, from my wife and my son and friends and family, um, it's, uh, this is a bigger company and presence with our friends and family and their money involved um, that, that needs to be recognized. But uh, the chief evangelist title is really about uh, reminding myself of priorities every day. Uh, this is about faith. It is about family and friends. And then it's about cigars. Um, so it's, 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 it's a spiritual thing. But we've, we found that this is a phenomenal vehicle to sit down and have a conversation between two people, no it's matter what their equalizer. backgrounds are. It's it truly equalizer. is. And we all, have it, we all enjoy it for a different reason. But for us, it created a humility that uh, I needed in my life and uh, allowed me to kind of sit down and listen a little bit more and enjoy a cigar. Um, so you, you merge a passion with a, with, a, with a demand or a drive in your life that's a matter of priority. So, yeah, so very spiritual people, and uh, hopefully uh, through those messages, people will get that. So you alluded to a little bit of your early life. It, it, it sounds like it wasn't just go from the Army directly into the cigar business, so there must have been right. some sort of uh, transitional career in there. There was, there was. Uh, Traveling uh, evangelist? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I would probably be doing better if I started 15 or 20 years ago after I got out of the military um, as a traveling or TV evangelist, you know, pa passing the plate. You got the right voice for it, yeah, man. You, you got know, a great timber. And I got, a, I got a face made for radio, so maybe a, a radio, uh, a radio uh, evangelist. But, uh, um, but that didn't happen, and I don't have a big church and uh, a private jet yet. So, um, no, I spent 15 years in telecom, wireless telecom. Um, again, that industry um, with some large corporates that we won't mention, uh, but it took me to third world countries, developing countries, over 60, now 67 countries, but 50 of those were what we call developing or third world, trying to bring in modern technology. But what it came down to is what I find in all the third world and developing countries is uh, 
When the sun comes up, they're very hard working. They work their butts off. When the sun starts going down, it's family time. And that's something we don't do enough in this country, I think. But for me, it all came down to where we smoking a cigar at, my friends. Um, so uh, it did take me into the regions where this passion was kind of unleashed and this, this uh, respect for this art form that we're enjoying today um, really caught on with me and said, you know, I say this on a couple of shows recently and kind of in our daily interaction is whether you're in DR, you're in Cuba, you're in Honduras, Nicaragua, and other cigar producing regions, these are the hardest working people that are um, very content with what they have. Um, and uh, um, I've just not seen that in any other business, I think, to work so hard for so little, but yet be so content and happy to take care of their family. And then it is the, amazing. The three of us get to enjoy it together, you know. And talk about it for two hours mm-hmm. every week. So you were in the military as well. Correct. Is that where your cigar enjoyment began or did it begin before that? Um, yeah, just about that time. I, uh, you know, my first cigar was handed to me. Uh, I, I was never a drinker or smoker. Um, we grew up, grew up pretty strict in our house. Maybe you have to be with, you know, seven brothers and sisters, you know. But uh, um, I was introduced by someone handing me, a, it was a sergeant major that has to do with our Firethorn blend that actually handed it to me. But it was a La Gloria Cubana Wavel Maduro. That's my intro stick. Okay. And I had never smoked it. It's a sin, you know, you hellfire and brimstone's coming down when you come from the Bible Belt. And I was like, there's something to this, you know, and you sit back in the chair and you kick your foot up for the first time and go, I got a sharp palate. And I knew it at that moment, you know, wines and bourbons, all these, all these vices that I have now, it, it came to surface at that moment in time and said, my commitment internally was no matter what happens, where I am in the world, no matter what I'm doing, I'm going to find time for at least one cigar a day. Number and one requested item from the uh, active military right now is cigars. It's absolutely. not anything else because you do get mm-hmm. that one-hour mini vacation from, let's face it, there's more than just troubles when you're on the front lines. If you get a chance to kick back and relax and just kind of let it all go away for a little bit before the S hits the fan, I, I think that the, the number one thing that should be lifted as far as the ban goes for uh, handing out cigars is we should be allowed to give them to the military for sure. I, I agree with you. And a lot of your cigars, a portion of it goes to charities, right? Uh, good point. And, and back to the military, not just because I served or my family is all served, but um, it's easy to question all kinds of charities as we see, you know, people have, have taken advantage of or taken administrative fees and we can argue. But at the end of the day, is our goal to do good? And our goal is, I tell you, our goal is, and, and we have a passion for that daycation or that, you know, 30 minutes of, of, of just relaxation, clearing the mind. But um, Cigars for Warriors is a big charity for us. And we want that to be a bit more important aspect moving forward. And we'll talk a little bit about that as we move into 2018. But um, whether we sell um, cigars or we sell hats and shirts and other swag that are that always produced by veteran-owned companies, a portion of everything. And when I say a portion, I don't mean pennies. Um, we want to contribute up front as many dollars and as many cigars as po- possible um, because in the end, it's the results. You can go on to Cigars Wars, whether you love charities or not, <coughs> and see the evidence. You can see the pictures. Yep. Again, you can, whether we're in Afghanistan, Iraq, you know, Korea, um, Africa, the bottom line is we're in a lot of places we don't even know. On a carrier uh, out in the Gulf, um, provide them. And, uh, you know, it has been difficult with the interpretation of the law with the FDA deeming regs. A lot of the majors have just stopped. 
and they've stopped because council has advised them until we see more clarity here, um, which it should be very simple. Um, and I know that those organizations that are charitable giving are working on uh, getting some waivers, if you will. But until then, we've got to find another way to make a direct contribution uh, and keep this uh, wonderful mission going. Amen to that. <clears throat> if you don't mind, uh, Robert, we're going to pay a uh, pay a bill or two real quick. Uh, while you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. And how to be more debonair is me. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. Do you need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. Switch on your electronic devices. And pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. You're traveling to a wedding and you are dressed to the nines. A snappy dresser will always tie in the colors of his pocket square with his wife or partner's outfit. As a gentleman, we hold ourselves to a higher standard and should carry a handkerchief in our back pocket as well. The one in our back pocket, of course, is for us. The one in our breast pocket is for her because nothing says I'm a gentleman like handing a piece of fine silk to someone who is about to wipe away their melting eyeliner as the groom breaks during his vows the question is are you debonair or not save the best one for when Dave's not here if Dave was here he'd have nothing to make fun of you about I tried to go as uh, gentlemanly as possible given we are we have the company of a southern gentleman with us I did the best I could with what I had, Barrett's. So what do we have for early thoughts on our Southern Draw kudzu? I'm struggling with that one. Well, you're the only guy on the <coughs> East Coast in history that pronounced it right the first time. Nice. It's, it's kazoo, it's kudzu, it's kudzu, and it's, uh, it's okay. At the end of the day, it's a crazy name, but it's a pretty good cigar. It's, so I, I'm liking it. I'm picking up some notes of brown sugar, some cinnamon, a little bit of oak, and uh, on the back end, some vanilla, and... I, I don't think that it is that you mentioned bourbon earlier, and that's why I'm picking up the bourbon notes. I believe that they are there, and I think that that's why you mentioned the bourbon is because you tasted it as well. I'll agree with it. I'll agree with that. I'm not an alcoholic, but I wish I had a Liar. glass of bourbon with us. Um, there is some of that cream. There is some of that woodiness, a little bit of oak, definitely getting some canel. Uh, but I also got the development of some mocha. 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 Jonathan, do you want to translate the canal? Oh, <laughs> uh, Barry struggles pronouncing the word cinnamon. So he found the French word for cinnamon, which is canal, and he says that yeah, I could say of cinnamon. That. It's five letters shorter. I like it. Yeah. You know, it's shorthand. Barry shorthand. He's shorthand. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to take a break. I want to thank Robert for coming on with us. And uh, when we return, he's a fireman a new cigar rep, and one of his lines is, of all things, Southern Draw. Besides that, he's a Stogie Geek, and he does a cigar podcast called Stogie Geeks. Joe D. joins us in just minutes, and we're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. The 
This is David Garofalo, and you've heard me say it over and over again for many years. Please support your local cigar retailer. And I mean it. If you don't buy from them, they will go away, and then what? There'll be no place to go. That being said, sometimes you're far away from any cigar shops or a place that doesn't carry the stuff you've been hearing about and you want to try it. That's where TwoGuysCigars.com comes in. It's the number, twoguyscigars.com. And unlike most online cigar shops, at twoguyscigars.com, you can buy a single cigar of whatever you want. You don't have to buy boxes or even five packs and suffer through cigars you might not even like. One of this and one of that is acceptable, appreciated, and commonplace at twoguyscigars.com. That's the number, twoguyscigars.com. Thank you for your business. Ooh, we're gonna have fun. When the Cigar Authority returns on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman's Garco or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. 
with over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy. The Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing pot. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Bubbles, bubbles. I'm J.R. Dominguez. Thank you for listening to the Cigar Authority. Well, that was short. I forgot we cut those. Uh, and uh, we are back, live from the La Florida Minicana Cigar Soundstage, with brother podcaster, and we may call ourselves Stogie Geeks, but Joe D is the real deal. Welcome to the Cigar Authority, Joe D. I know, boys, happy and uh, absolutely honored and, uh, you know. Honored's a bit yeah. of a stretch, I think. Humbled, honored, <laughs> and congrats on the 400th episode as well. Thank you. Thank much you very much. Yes. So you went from enjoying cigars... Yes, sir. Talking about cigars, and now you're in the business. So uh, it's a whirlwind. Absolutely why don't you talk a little bit about, if you don't mind, the transition from being a cigar smoker to being on the show, Stoky sure. Geeks, sure thing. and then uh, and then being a rep. Uh, for myself, you know, I was a fan of uh, Stoky Geeks for for quite a bit. I'd sit in, uh, watch the live podcasts, and uh, guys became personal friends. Really dug it, and uh, uh, host and created Paul Asadorian. Um, had reached out. He said, "You know, one of these days, you think you'd be interested." And uh, uh, you know, I said, "I'd love to." It, it you know, never did a thing I could uh, uh, work under the lights and do, and do this. But he tagged me in one day, um, nice. studying for fire lieutenant in one of the lounges, and uh, he said, "You ready to go? We're gonna we're gonna tag in, you know, from the bullpen." And uh, I said, "Sure, let's have at it." It's, it, it's been a ton of fun uh, meeting, meeting some phenomenal people in the business and uh, making a ton of connects. And uh, it, it, it's great, man. I'm a geek at heart, so I, I love it. I, I dig all of it. Something I'll say about Paul Asadorian is when I was struggling with our show and we had set up, we, we run a very similar software to what he runs, and yes. he was so instrumental in helping me set up some of the back-end stuff. And the thing that he helped me the most on, we can now take Skype calls because of this 
technique on a mixing board called mix minus. And I'm, I'm only saying it if there's any geeks out there that understand that. It's a pain in the neck to figure it out. Right. And he walked me through it step by step by step. He Googled the board that we're using yep. and said, okay, here's the channel to use and here's the settings. I couldn't thank Paul enough. So, Paul, I know you're listening. Thank you. You're a lifesaver. Certainly. The, uh, there's always you know, those people behind the scenes that, uh, that make it run smoothly and uh, smooth transition. I you know, can't well, say enough about those guys. What I dig about it is you certainly could view the Cigar Authority and Stogie Geeks as competing products. But really, I think that we are, uh, we're all friends and we're all doing this for the right reasons. We're trying to promote Absolutely. cigar smoking and cigar culture. So there is no... Uh, for me, anyways, there's no animosity. There's no, no. nothing. I don't view it as competition. Absolutely I view it me. as a rising tide raises all ships. The better we get, the better you get, the better you get, the better we get. And we're just going to keep pushing each other to the top. Well said. I, you know, I, I also, I, I tune in all the, uh, all the podcasts. I thoroughly enjoy them. You know, not for any other, any other reason to see who, who's on this and that. But um, we're all, you know, that we all have that love and that passion for, uh, for cigars and the business. And, um, you know, I personally... I personally feel every podcast, you know, there's a little, little something for everybody in that little something different kind of tweaked out the, uh, the forum and, uh, it's a blast, man. Yeah. Different people may have a different take and sure, someone may get sure. a tasting note where you're like, Oh, that's what I was tasting when I smoked it. Absolutely. And then that, you know, that prompts you to go back and revisit and mm-hmm. certainly, you know, uh, you know, we smoked a couple in preparation for, uh, for the reviews and, and all that. But, uh, to do that, that due diligence, you know, why we're geeks get right back and then revisit and, uh, you want to do it. You know, you want to do that stick, that, that service. Yeah. You know, uh, owner Robert Hall, he's, you know, he's mentioned numerous times, you know, a given cigar goes to the hands of 300 people any given time. And, uh, yeah, you want, to, you want to do it right. And then it all, gets, it all gets messed up by the, uh, by the consumer or, <laughs> or worse than that, Very by the degrees. cigar shop owner not keeping his, uh, his humidor at the right temperature, humidity, and so forth. So why would you want to go from being a firefighter to being a cigar rep? You know, you're coming up 25, 20 years for your retirement, two more years, I think you said. Mm-hmm. Most people at that point want to kick back, but now you're looking to throw 20,000 plus miles a year on your car. Great question. Visiting accounts. Why? All right. Uh, the fire department gig, it's, uh, <coughs> it's in the blood, the genes, you know, plenty of family. I love what I do. I love the guys. Um, you know, not a big fan of the uh, political climate, some of the larger cities, some of the, uh, some of the nonsense. Um, and I've, I've actively been searching for something I've truly been passionate for, um, you know, outside of that, that line of work. And, uh, you know, I've probably only been smoking uh, six or seven years. I wish I'd been back in the day when you guys were, uh, you, you guys were on board, but I, I really found my niche. I, I, I don't have too many skills in life, but I have the gift of gab. I'm an honest cat and, uh, I love cigars, man. I love talking about it. love smoking them. And, uh, what do you, you know, uh, a lot. what do you find yourself smoking as far as strength profile goes? Uh, I, you know, I'd probably say uh, maybe a medium plus. I'm kind of all over the board, depending on uh, time of day and what I'm really craving uh, at the time. Um, doing, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, we'll be doing with, you know, the podcast, um, you know, you get to, uh, get to smoke everything, you know, a little, little sample of everything. And uh, some of the, it's, you know, surprising. It's an ongoing educational process. And uh, some of the things that I thought I wouldn't uh, be turned on to so much, you know. And initially, you know, thought like you know maybe most people the largest sticks i really found uh the lancero was my uh oh. my wheelhouse for sure you know oh you're a real geek <laughs> <laughs> no i know it's uh, i know it's common to say but yeah, uh, that's all right Paul, yeah, jonathan and dave are not the fan of the lancero <laughs> no <laughs> 
Or, no. Yeah. No, Ed and in. I, different story. Right. I mean, right. I, I, you get you get more flavor out of it. You really have to pay attention to it. You've got to not only pay attention flavor-wise, but you have to pay attention to how much you're pulling through a Lancero. Absolutely. To get it to smoke, you typically have to chase them a little bit more than a regular cigar. To me, the amount of flavor boost that you do get isn't worth the additional work that you have so, to do. So, Jonathan, you have problems with paying attention is what I'm hearing here. <laughs> <laughs> is there a mute button that you can push back there? See, yeah. I, I should have the I'm bell. On. You know what? Dave bell. is not here. I have the bell. You, ca- oh. you can't talk to me like that. Sorry. No, you can. It's fine. So, uh, one thing that we try to do if we're smoking a cigar on the show is... We obviously try not to trash it because somebody, it's somebody's baby. Certainly. But how do you handle when you have a cigar that is absolutely horrible? And you've got you've to smoke it. You've, you've smoked your couple leading up to the show, and now the show is happening. Right. It's going on. How do you handle it? Well, I feel you know, we're in a position, uh, you know, the, the utmost respect should be given whether you personally enjoy it or you don't. Uh, I, might, you know, I may not personally like something and dig it, however... That may be, you know, the masses, uh, they may love it. And, you know, it's my job to give it that due respect and full, you know, full profile, the, the full, full thing. Um, but you've got to be honest. You've got to be honest, too. You can't, uh, can't hold back. And uh, the viewers see through the other uh, nonsense. Sure. So you've got to be honest with yourself and honest with the viewers. Do it in a respectful manner, you know. Um, one you know, thing that I like to look at is, what, and, and I got this from Dave. And we use a rating system, too, so that, that lends... Uh, that one's do it. Yeah. Uh, I like to look at what it is that I'm enjoying about the cigar right. that I'm smoking. So it may not be my flavor profile, which I'm certainly not afraid to say, okay, this is way too strong. I'm getting a headache. I can't handle it. Right. Uh, but if it's something that just tastes bad to me, I try to get past that. Like if you're smoking a cigar that's too young, right. you know, you taste the ammonia. Yep. You got to get past the ammonia and kind of see where the cigar is going to develop to. So I like to think in terms of, all right, what about the cigar am I enjoying? And then I can speak to that because... Let's face it, and I happen to like this cigar, but Thank you. if I didn't, Robert's sitting here. This is his baby's. You oh, know, yeah. It's his bread and butter. This is what he's, he's chose to put his life into. He's all in. He's all Who in. am I to trash his dream because it's something that I don't like is how I look at it. Right. Uh, you know, and uh, all, all solid points, and uh, you're just going to be honest at the end of the day. That's, honesty uh, will, will supersede everything. I agree. All right, so... Uh, as a Stogie geek, are you up on the uh, magazines and the, uh, the list? They're, they're kind of coming out earlier than I thought this year on some of them. I feel like we, we do this show typically later in the year, but uh, are you up on, on what's happening with Cigar Journal, for example, and Cigar Aficionado? A little bit. Of, I give it a peek. I, I, don't, uh, I don't get too deep into it, but you know, I know, you know of the, uh, some of the brands that are kind of floating around, I have a choice few that, uh, that I really dig myself and... Uh, I feel, you know, should probably be uh, right in that mix. All right. Sure. So with, with you on the show, and, and I'm, I certainly don't want to put you on the spot. We've had a couple of weeks to prepare for this. Yeah. And uh, without knowing that Dave wasn't going to be here, right. we were just going to kind of blow through this segment. But okay. without him here, we're going to ad lib a little bit, and we're going to make it a little bit more prominent than what it was going to be. Um, so we're going to start with Cigar Journal and some of the guesses. And uh, I have Dave's guesses here. He was kind enough to leave them. Mm-hmm. So in reverse order... Dave has, for a Cigar Journal magazine, number 10 being Christoph Cameroon, number 9, Rocky Patel's 20th, number 8, La Florida Dominicana 1994, number 7, 
Balmoro and Yeho XO. Number six, AJ Fernandez, Bella Artista. Number five is the Cuban Bolivar ER 2016. Number four is the Byron Siglo 19 Poema. Ooh. And we've got number three as Perdomo 20th Sungrown. Number two, Davidoff Winston Churchill, The Late Hour. And number one, La Galera Habano. David, I only have one of the same cigar. <laughs> All right. I would expect nothing else. <laughs> I would expect nothing less. So uh, what are you thinking, Barry? All right. So at number 10, I have them naming La Galera, Connecticut. Number nine, the Oliva V. Eight, the A.J. Fernandez, New World, Connecticut. Seven, Rocky Patel, 20th. Sixth, La Aurora's Preferido, specifically the gold. Five, La Flor Dominicana, 1994. Number four, Juan Lopez from Cuba. Three, My Father the Judge. Two, Davidoff Nicaraguan Box Press, specifically the 6x60. And I have them naming their cigar of the year, the Padron Siri 1926, number 90. And uh, I put this list together prior to the passing of Jose Orlando Padron. So there was no influence. Well played. Well played. Um, Ed Sullivan, you have any thoughts? Yeah, I'm still on training wheels here, so I've just got five. Okay, that's uh, fine. So, some overlap. <clears throat> but number five, I've got the Oliva Serie V, probably the Bellicoso. Uh, number four, I've got the Don Carlos Bellicoso. Number three, I've got Rocky Patel's 20th anniversary. Number two, Davidoff Late Hour. And number one, I also have the Padron, Series 1926, number 90, in natural. All right. <clears throat> well, I've got, for Cigar Journal Magazine, them having number 10 as the Andalusian Bull. Number nine is the Cuban, Cuban Romeo and Julieta, 2016 Limitada. Number eight is the Padron, 1926 natural. Number seven is La Galera Habano. Number six is Aging Room Solera. Number five, the Byron Siglo 19 Poema. Four is Christoph Cameroon. Three is Davidoff Winston Churchill, The Late Hour. Two is Rocky Patel, 20th. And number one, the bell of the ball every year at the trade show for the last three years is Perdomo with his 20th sun grown. So you may not have a list in front of you, but well, if you had a, to venture a guess. If, got a few favorites in there uh, that jump out. Uh, that Christoph Cameroon, you know, personal favorite. Uh, Lancero form, uh, the New World, uh, Connecticut by There by is AJ. no friggin' way a Lancero is going to make Cigar of the no, Year. I'm just going to no. put it out there right no, now. No, that's well, just me personally right where I'm at. I but, like uh, it. Yeah, a couple, uh, the Miyamore uh, uh, Reserva by uh, Roman de Cuba. Um, great stick. I, I love that too. Yeah, it's uh, it's in the wheelhouse, you know, box of each of those uh, those three personally. But I haven't, I, haven't, uh, I haven't tried all of them, all those you guys have named, but quite a few. I'm the most impressed with, uh, on Barry's list, that he made it all the way through and by La Aurora without mentioning even once that he worked for Miami Cigar. Did you know I that worked is, for them? That is the there most is. impressive. <laughs> That's going to require a bell, right? That is, <laughs> yes. that is the most, that is the most nice. impressive thing there. Give, give him the big bell. Nice. Oh, I, I was in full panic right there at Sullivan. I'm like, is it time for the Versus segment? Are you serious? Uh, all right, so moving on to Cigar Aficionado, and uh, Dave did not put this in an easy list for me, uh, but he has Hoy de Nicaragua Black as number 10, uh, Warped Guardian of the Farm, Nesta Miranda Collection, Corojo Toro as number 8, the Padron 6000 Maduro, 
Arturo Fuente, Don Carlos, Personal Reserva. <coughs> uh, number five, Oliva, Serie V, Bellicoso. Number four would be the Casa Fernandez, Arganorsa Leaf, Torpedo. Number three is the New World, Puro Especial Toro. Number two would be the Cohiba Esplendido, which got a 95. And uh, number one, he has Rocky Patel, Platinum Limited Edition, Habano Toro. And I think I know where he's <coughs> going with his number one pick. And that is, it's Rocky's turn. That's what I think he's going with there. He's not here to comment. He's listening. He's either nodding his head or he's giving me the finger <laughs> through the podcast <laughs> on the plane. Hey, Rocky was number two a couple of years ago, wasn't he? He's had, he's had some high placements mm -hmm. in the top ten. Typically makes it into the top ten in one way or another. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I'm at a loss for remembering if he was ever. Yeah, because second place is just first in a long line of losers. Well, uh, <laughs> well put. I know Dave's listening. I want to say hi to Dave. And, uh, you know, uh, I was very excited to, uh, to meet him. Totally understandable. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to yeah, he, showcase Southern Draw and visit he you guys. Was, he was so on the fence about going and, and only because he is a man of his word and he said he was going to be here and, and host you guys on the show but at the same time you just can't foresee good, somebody do what passing you do. so we'd be happy to come back yeah you got to do what you got to do and you're welcome back anytime thanks sir so Appreciate Dave and I had a few more uh, agreements on this list uh, but at number 10 I have the Partagas Lusitania uh, which Cuban by the way there's more Cubans in the top 10 from aficionado than there is for Cigar Journal which is internationally based so go figure. Number and nine, tasted. number nine is Hoya de Nicaragua Black. Number eight is uh, Placencia Almafuerte. Number seven, my father, the Judge. Uh, number six is the Padrone '64, specifically the Toro. Number five, Cohiba Esplendido. Number four, Rocky Patel Special Edition. Number three, I have Don Carlos. And if we need to name a size, since Dave named the personal blend, I have as the Eye of the Shark. Uh, number two, I have the A.J. Fernandez New World Puro Especial. And I think uh, Cigar Aficionado is going to go back to controversy and name a Cuban cigar of the year. And uh, it'll be Romeo and Juliet Short Churchill. All right. Ed Sullivan, what say you? Well, I've got some overlap with Barry. At my number five, I've got uh, My Father, the Judge. Number four, I've got uh, New World Puro Especial. Number three, I'm a little bit torn. I think Drew Estate's got to get something, and it's probably the Norteño or Undercrown, Sungrown, Dirty, Feral, Flying Rodents or Swine, one of those sizes. That's, uh, that's a very specific guess you have there. <laughs> it is. And for number two, I'm going um, Arturo Fuente, Don Carlos, Eye of the Shark. And at number one, the Padron 1926, number 90. All right. Did you make that list before Tuesday? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> I've got, uh, I have a wild card thrown in here, and I'm going to say the wild card first. So I'd like this to count as my guess for number one, possibly, is the Don Carlos, because Fuente was not really in the mix with big ratings this year, mm -hmm. but they always make it into the top 10, and I'm wondering if uh, there's some forethought that went into that, uh, because obviously we lost a, uh, a Fuente this year. Certainly. So we have uh, number 10, the Oliva Serie V Bellicoso, Casa Fernandez Argonosa Leaf Torpedo, Tatuaje La Verite 2013, Cohiba Esplendido, 
Padrone 6000 Maduro, The Edge Missile by Rocky Patel, Diplomatico number two, the Cuban, 601 Red Label Habano Torpedo. I have number two as my Romeo and Julieta Short Churchill, and the top rated one is the Rocky Patel Sun Grown Maduro 94 rated. <clears throat> so both Dave and I have a Rocky Patel as our number one. Going through Aficionado's list, Rocky had quite a few cigars that rated Big 90, 93, 94, even yep. 95. This could be the year of Rocky Patel. Yep. He's right. due with all the work he does for our inventory, uh, inventory our, our, our uh, industry. He deserves it. And well-deserved. Well-deserved. Uh, what say you, Joe? Pretty much, uh, you know, like I said, I haven't, uh, I haven't sampled uh, all those, but... Certainly, there's some, uh, some favorites. That jump well, off. and the key to this is not to have necessarily smoked them all yourself because we're not trying to guess what we would pick. We're trying to get into their head and see what they would pick. It's a different, it's kind of a different mindset. I'm pretty, so I'm pretty much on fire. You, you guys nailed it with the uh, you know, Rocky. It's, it's not pretty much his time. And, it seems like it would uh, be his time, and yeah. unless they call an audible, and certainly, I mean, it could be next year that uh, Padron takes it, but they could call an audible and say, you know what, here's a man who's had uh, some if not the most consistent, one of the most consistently highly rated cigars in Cigar Aficionado is certainly Padron. Right. Well-deserved, but uh, this could be their gift this year. It could be next year. You never know. Um, and that's all we have to say about that. Solid. So what do we have for some final thoughts there, Barron's? You know, I was just thinking... I was just thinking this, and... I don't want it to be construed as negative because I'm actually thinking of it in the positive. I don't like when he starts like that. <laughs> but say, Joe, I'm thinking of a wintergreen lifesaver right now. And I, you know, if wintergreen, you think chewing tobacco or even a menthol cigarette? No, totally not the case. But there's like this cool, refreshing, almost like a York peppermint patty. I think that. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Ed Sullivan. The box press format really lends to. Uh, uh, you know, nice smooth, a minty uh, taste? No, no, no. <laughs> nice, uh, nice smooth uh, smoke, smooth draw, you know. And, you know uh, what it is, is that I, I got a little Christmassy. I'm wearing my Christmas sweater. Oh, yeah. I got the green pillars going on behind me. So I tried to make the set a little more Christmassy. And I think you're just subliminally picking up the wintergreen <laughs> off, the, uh, <laughs> off the pillars. I'm glad you got the memo from HR and you didn't hang any mistletoe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Uh, Ed Sullivan, any thoughts? Uh, my, one of my big thoughts is the, the construction on this is flawless. The, it holds a great ash and the burn line, nice mascara line, which is even more unusual on a Maduro kind of wrapper. But uh, I definitely get the broadleaf in there. It's got a sweetness to it that I'm really enjoying quite a bit. It's an enjoyable stick. If you're in that, I, I feel anyway, that, uh, you know, Medium, medium plus, full. It's uh, it's kind of like a, for me, it's an anytime kind of stick, and uh, it's consistent. Now, when you say medium to full, and you're talking, are you talking about body of the cigar, as in the smoke and the mouthfeel, or are you talking about the strength, as in, um, and for lack of better phrasing, the nicotine content? For me, uh, you know, that strength component coupled with the uh, with the flavor, and uh, okay. for, you know, for me, it plays well. That's that's kind of how I uh, I like to. I myself, I like to separate them, and I'm trying to get everybody on the show to start separating them because 
you do have two things because this is a fuller bodied smoke as far as mouthfeel goes. There's a lot of flavor. There's a lot going on. Very complex. Big smoke production. A lot of smoke production. I'm getting some brown sugar. I'm getting some cinnamon still. A little less on the oak side. Still getting some vanilla. And as I've come into the, let's say, the middle of the second, third, a little bit of white pepper coming in on the back end. I don't retrohale, so I don't know what's going on on the retrohale. Um, but for me, this is a cigar that is approachable by any cigar smoker. If you like mild cigars, you could smoke this. If you like strong cigars, you could smoke this from a nicotine standpoint. Certainly. But as far as if you're somebody that only likes mild tasting, mild cigars, like uh, Rudy's favorite, Macanudo, this may not be for you because there may be too much mouthfeel going on. Right. But if you're somebody that likes, just doesn't like to be blown out of, out of the water strength-wise, this is approachable by anybody, I think. Is, uh, you know, not just because... Uh you know, work for the company, but uh, there's a little something for uh, for everybody in there. Of the uh, the seven seven current blends, you know, there's that Connecticut uh, in there, and you know, the Rosa Sharon uh, certainly that's another any anytime kind of smoke, crazy amount of flavor, and uh, that's my my personal favorite. Are you well. a uh, are you the only rep for the company, or do you have a certain region? There's uh, ten on board. I'm just the uh, Rhode Island New England uh, New England rep, and right. trying to you know try made it happen in. Uh, Round, I personally felt, you know, I couldn't branch out to, you know, I would have come to meet you guys uh, earlier and, and branch out, but I had to do, I had to attend uh, my own backyard first. Of course. If I couldn't get it done in uh, round, you know, a little roadie, then, uh, you know, I had no business marching out. So, uh, pretty strong presence in Renown, and we're trying to make uh, make headway up north now. Well, you guys are, uh, you guys are coming packing. You've got a, uh, quite the portfolio, and uh, so far, everything that I've smoked has been very, very good. So, Thank if, you. uh, if you're a cigar shop out there and you're looking for a, a new brand, uh, give Southern Draw a try. Appreciate that. Thank you. All right. So uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we have a lot to get to, including cigar news, I hope, Barons. Maybe. <laughs> we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Radio Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Raphael Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil 
barrels of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar 
Pure Authentico Rojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This yep. is the Cigar Authority. That's right. The authority. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? On everything cigar. We've got too far. In. There's too much to lose. And out of the cigar industry. Keep our composure. With your host. Come on, Diablo. David Garofalo. On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Mr. Jonathan. You know what? I respect women. I love women. I respect them so much that I completely stay away from them. Barry Stone. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. A former greenskeeper now about to become the Masters champion. It's time to light them up. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. It's time. Good housekeeping. For the Cigar <laughs> Authority. Can we just become best friends? Yep. And we are back with our number two broadcasting live from the LaFordham Minicana Cigar Soundstage located at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe right above Two Guys Smoke Shop. And uh, we invited Joe D to stick around and uh, he said, you know what? I'm staying. I appreciate it, boys. Yeah. And let, let me add to this uh, the Studio 21 here. This thing is fantastic. My God. Ah, we appreciate it. But he hasn't been up yet. You know, come on down. Yeah. You're missing out. Cut me right out. Visits are oh, free. Sorry. Cut, cut me right out. Like you're listening to the Cigar Authority broadcasting over eight years, making it the longest continually running cigar pass, cigar podcast. It's been awarded the Ambassador of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, as well as the top 10 educational podcast by Podbean four years in a row. Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world, and it's cigar radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand or anytime at our daily blog at cigarauthority.com. And Dave, since I know you're listening, I'm not the only one coughing today. No, but you are the only rat sitting up here on the, uh, on the stage. <laughs> and you know we got 55 minutes to fill. You didn't have to read that so damn fast. <clears throat> Just saying. That's a mouthful. Well done. So uh, before we get into the cigar, let's talk about today's coffee of the day, which since Dave isn't here, I figured I could do whatever I want since I have this and this and this and this. So we went tea today. This is... Uh, ginger green tea. It's delicious. You didn't want one. You're not a tea guy. Not a tea guy. No, sorry. Jonathan's all about the tea I'm sure it's delicious. (laughs) I got to say this, though. I took a sip, and I wish we had some, like, boneless spare ribs (laughs) or a little dim sum. Because now I want Chinese food. Because the only time I drink tea is when I'm having Chinese food. Get in my belly! Yes. (laughs) Thanks, sir. I know what you're thinking, Dave. He'd be craving the Chinese food, too. That's what, what he's thinking. thinking. All right. So uh, today we are smoking the uh, A.J. Fernandez Enclave, which is part of the care package, which uh, Barron's, if I'm not mistaken, mm. 
The care package is still open. It's still open, and you can find it relatively easily at thecigarauthority.com, where it's on the right-hand side on your desktop. If you're on the mobile uh, app <coughs> or uh, Safari or whatever you use in the browse the web, if you scroll down about three-quarters of the way, you'll see the ad. Uh, you click it, it'll take you to twoguyscigars.com. And if you remember the care package, you would know that today's cigar is the A.J. Fernandez Enclave, manufactured in Nicaragua by A.J. Fernandez. We're smoking a 5x52 Robusto, and it features an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper over Cameroon binder with Piloto Cabano fillers as well as select Nicaraguan. Yes, it is part of the Cigar Authority care package, and a single cigar is $7.29, while the box price is $128.99, which is a savings of about $17 or 12% off the single price at twoguyscigars.com. And if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. All right. It's time to cut our cigar, and the official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. (coughs) Put my cutter down. I probably should cut the cigar. The draw will be enhanced that way. And we're going to use our Vertigo Intimidator which features the patented big-ass tank, as well as a big-ass adjustment wheel on the bottom. It features four jets that change color, which make it easy to see the flame on the golf course or on the ski slopes, and it retails for only $24.99. The Vertigo Intimidator. (coughs) It is a badass lighter. Beast. A little bit of, uh, and I don't taste this often on the cold draw, but a little bit of a leathery component on the cold draw. You, you know what I'm tasting, Jonathan? What's that? Disappointment because your Audible cost me a, a cigar. Oh, well, oh, Ed Sullivan. But that, that was me. I, I was on the uh, product placement over there. No. Sorry about that, sir. No, it didn't cost you anything. It's coming your way. Joe D., it's his first time on the show. He doesn't know how it works. You take <clears throat> one down, you pass it around. Oh, <laughs> kind of so, like the bottles of beer on the wall. So my apologies then, Jonathan. Apology accepted, Ed Sullivan. You're the best. You're debonair as heck. Certainly with that jacket, man. It's phenomenal. Thank Very uh, Ric Flair-esque. <laughs> Rick, I'll take Rick. that as a compliment. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> 30 for 30. That thing is a game changer. I haven't seen that yet. It's amazing. It I haven't really seen is. that yet. And I, I was a, a wrestling fan going way back. Oh, yeah. When they, when they came around and actually said that it's fake and that there's storylines and, and story arcs and they start talking about it, that's when I had to tap out. Right. I wanted to have that little thing on the inside and still believe that yeah, it was you. real. Hold I just it. wanted to believe. And when they let the cat out of the bag that it absolutely wasn't real and this is all made-up stories, of course it was. Right. But I didn't need them telling me that. Yeah, that yeah. So I had to tap out. But I'm, I'm a big fan of that. the, the older players. Ultimate Warrior, you got Ric Flair. I was a Bret Hart guy. That was, uh, oh, that was my guy. Big fan of the uh, Bret Hart. Hart Foundation back in the day. And, Absolutely. Uh, and the Emerge, you know. What was the guys with the um, shoulder pads? Legion of Doom. Legion yeah. of Doom. All the Road Warriors, if you're, uh, you go further back, you know. Those are my favorite. Yeah. <coughs> Hawk is no longer with us. He's uh, one of many. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Uh, <clears throat> without further ado... And I'm nervous because I have it on good authority 
that Barry is so nervous about this asylum that he called Dave when he landed and said, I just need to get your blessing on this. And I don't believe Barry for one second oh. that, I might have that Dave the signed line. off on it. And Dave but was like, just do it. Okay. So it's time to take in a peek into the asylum with our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. At the border crossing in El Paso, Texas, a woman was caught playing hide the baloney by Customs and Border Protection agents. The woman was caught smuggling 227 pounds of bologna containing pork, which was not allowed to cross the border. The woman was fined $1,000, and the bologna was destroyed. We have one piece of advice for this woman. Next time, she should reach out to our resident expert, Mr. Jonathan, who has years of experience playing hide the bologna, and that's not only insane, it's asylum. There's no need of that. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. So, I'm having too much fun writing these. Joe, on, uh, on your Southern Draw cigars made by A.J. Fernandez. Correct. And the enclave that we're smoking, A.J. Fernandez. This had an unfinished foot. Do all of your cigars have an unfinished foot? Um... That's a good question. Sorry to put you on the spot. Totally on the spot. Robert oh, can't hear you. He's downstairs. Right. <laughs> Next question. Yes. <laughs> we'll play. I'm in the zone. I'm really, uh, really digging the stick. Revisiting. I've got a box, uh, box at home. This is, this is a, uh, a taste of one that I, I've grown, grown to like. Yeah, leathery notes, sweetness, and uh, yeah. I feel and like there's subtle similarities to the one we smoked earlier. But yet, there's enough going on where it's different. It's a little bit darker with the terms of the leather, um, but there's still that underlying sweetness. I got no leather on the last one, and I almost never taste leather. Mm-hmm. But this this has that leathery kind of component. It's that that umami kind of dirty, mm-hmm. not in a bad way, but that earthy quality. Right, that's that what sets it apart and makes it different. Associates with uh, with leather that you would normally associate with leather. It tastes a little bit like my uh, my car smells right now, thanks to my friend Ed Sullivan over there. He gave me one of those uh, new leather scent oh, fresh packs right up. Nice. to put under the seat. So every time I get in my car, it's... <sighs> that new car enclave. smell. <laughs> nice. I've yet to try the, uh, the Maduro, by the way. but uh, I don't think I have either. But I, I really, uh, really dig this particular stuff. I get... I, and I, I tell people they should be smoking cigars all the time, but I, I don't <clears throat> gravitate toward Maduro. I'll smoke them on the show right. because I have to, but I just find that too many people beef up their Maduro and you lose a lot of that sweet component that you would get from a, a, a well-fermented Maduro wrapper. And I'm just not into having my socks blown off with the strength. I'm not trying to prove anything to anybody. Yeah, it definitely feels like a lot of the Maduros today are, are geared or blended toward uh, the big voices on social media versus the traditional sweetness that they had back in the day. 
And I think it kind of hurts Medoros to a degree. I was going to pose that question. Yeah, do you guys see the uh, yeah the growing growing uh, trend towards towards so this way? Get away from some of that lighter stuff and big, bold, in-the-face flavor. You, I would say that the trend really only is on social media because when you look at the cigars that sell in the cigar shops, people that make mild cigars sell an awful lot of mild cigars. Mm-hmm. And if it's not as many brands, perhaps, that are diving into Connecticut shade and making a solid mild mm-hmm. cigar. It's hard. Right. It's hard to make a good, flavorful, mild cigar with a Connecticut shade wrapper and not overpower the flavor of that wrapper. Right. Even the companies that have done it, you know, Christoph came out with the Connecticut. You have the A.J. Fernandez New Wave Connecticut. But it's a modern Connecticut. It's not a mild. It's more of a medium-bodied. It's definitely a niche forward. There's a market for sure uh, on the lighter sticks. And I personally, uh, you know, just canvassing friends and family and all that. I, some of the heavier smokers, I think they'll dip down and, and grab that Connecticut for that morning smoke. Right. Coffee. I, I'm not a coffee guy. I'm a hot chocolate guy. I like to pair it up in the morning. <laughs> See, if I had but, known uh, that, no, we, no, no. we make a hell of a hot chocolate. Sean, if you can hear me, Sean the barista. Oh, you guys you set my man up, Joe, here with a hot chocolate. You want any minty stuff in it? Or Negative, no, Just no. a regular hot chocolate. Yes, sir. All right, Sean, Appreciate take care. It. Thank you. Hey. We, make, we make a hell of a hot chocolate here. Jonathan, I had my doubts about this tea, but it pairs very well with this cigar. I agree. It, it, it does. I am surprised. I still want Chinese food, but I'm surprised. <laughs> How did you always, know? <laughs> you always want Chinese food. All right, so uh, going through our calendar of events here, uh, next week we have Rick Ardito from The Upsetters. And uh, by then, Cigar Journal will have released its top 25, so we'll be able to go over that and see how we fared. Mm-hmm. Uh, December 23rd is going to be a taped show. We're going to tape that on the 21st at 4 p.m. We're still on the fence as to whether or not that is going to be broadcast or made live on December 23rd. We have that, we have that capability here, oh, as, yeah. as do you guys. Um, and we'll be smoking uh, Care Package Cigar with Oliver Nouveau from United Cigar Retailers. Great guy. Great guy right there. Yeah, you asked about him when you came in. It's a buddy. Oh, yeah. Uh, December 30th is the release of the Cigar of the Year, and we're going to smoke the La Galera uh, for the last time as the Cigar of the Year for 2016. Yep, and you can still order the contenders from twoguyscigars.com to get your vote in there uh, because the percentage of, you know, it's sales, it's feedback from customer votes. So get your vote in and let us know what you think of Cigar of the Year. Barry gets, back. believe it or not, Barry gets a vote. Nice. So as does Ed Sullivan. I've yet to smoke that Lagalera, but uh, you guys have it prominently displayed downstairs. Oh, so I'm going to grab fantastic. a couple on the way up. It is fantastic. Yep. And uh, we'll have a special guest, uh, John Carney, here. The real Mr. John. See, now you say that. And now that Dave's not here to interrupt <laughs> me, John Carney and I had a contest about three years ago. And we laid it on the line. The winner of the contest is the one and true, only, Mr. Jonathan. And he lost. I wasn't here for that. So. Therefore, he cannot be Mr. Jonathan. And, and I know he listens to every week. So He now uh, gets mail addressed to the real Mr. Jonathan. You did that. <laughs> I might have. You did that. Uh, January 6th is the show that I look forward to every single year. And this is uh, David Garofalo doing the State of the Cigar Industry Address. He <coughs> writes it anyways. And it was maybe four years ago, five years ago. Mm-hmm. I said, you're going to write it anyways for yep. yourself. Right. Read it. People want to know what it is that you think. And different than most podcasts, I would say our podcast really is from the side of a retailer 
looking at the cigar industry and this is how we smoke cigars this is why we do what we do that's our background you guys on stogie geeks smoke cigars based on more being a consumer and looking at the cigars that way and this is again another reason why i don't view us as com- competition with each other no we can coexist because different we're, forms, we're two, two different forms and two different sets of the market there. And certainly what Dave does can't be, uh, shouldn't be understated because, uh, you know, he's a wealth of knowledge and it, it only benefits all of us, uh, you know, for what he does in, uh, up on the hill there and beautiful thing. Cheers, Dave. Cheers to Dave. Uh, so uh, without further ado, why don't we uh, take a look at, and you better not let me down, Barrett's. What's up in the cigar world with our own Barry Stein? It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. And Royal Agio has opened its U.S. headquarters in Bradenton, Florida, and they are now ready to begin handling their own U.S. distribution. In 2014, the company signed on with Drew Drew Estate, to handle the product stateside, and that agreement comes to an end on December 18th. A.J. Fernandez has announced the hiring of Salim Honono, who was formerly of Drew Estate. Salim's official title with A.J. Fernandez is Chief Operating Officer. IPCPR has polled 68 retailers about the sales on Black Friday weekend, and 84% said sales were better or the same as last year. The holiday season is a pivotal time of year for most cigar retailers, so it's important to support your brick and mortar. And sadly, this week marked the passing of Jose Orlando Padron, who left Cuba when Castro nationalized his family's tobaccos farm. In 1964, he opened Padron Cigars with $600, focusing on making cigars that would be sold at many Miami cafeterias. In 1967, the brand grew when he turned to Nicaraguan <laughs> tobacco, which would lead to the opening of his own factory in Nicaragua. That factory eventually burned down due to issues with the Sandinistas, and he also faced an embargo from Reagan on Nicaraguan products. He was 91 years old. He will truly be missed in the cigar industry, and he is a true legend. Fact. That he is. That's what's up in the cigar world. What's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade-A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up! So about five years ago, I was lucky enough at a Padrona event in Miami. They open it up uh, to consumers once a year. I believe it's in January. I got to sit down with old man Padron and Ooh. play dominoes with him. No kidding. And him wow. and I dominated the table for a few games. So a definite highlight. Excellent. I hear at the uh, Padron facilities, they have no pictures of their accolades on the walls. Mm-hmm. They only have photos of the tragedies. Mm-hmm. And when asked about it, uh, the old man said, that it is to remind them of where they came from. Uh, this is a hard-working dude, man. Humble reminder, for sure. Yeah, Hard-working dude. Very Every single day, going in. And, mm-hmm. and we're not talking about a guy who smoked a couple of cigars a day. This is a chain-smoking, 
If he hit 15 a day, I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. Putting the work in. Makes yeah. it to 91. Yeah. And it shows you he was a hard worker because when he came here from uh, Spain via Cuba, he worked as a carpenter when a friend gave him a hammer, and that hammer was still prominently displayed on the company logo. Very cool. That it is. Mm -hmm. yep. So um, I did, uh, did want to get to a mailbag in this segment because it's a new thing I'm into that I address in this mailbag. And Luke writes, hello, gentlemen, and Barry. And Joe, I just want you to just <laughs> confirm that that is, in fact, what it says. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I have what I think is a fairly unique, unique idea for a subject you could discuss on a future episode. It has to do with taking care of one's palate in a way that maximizes enjoyment of a cigar. I have a very intense work schedule, so I normally only have time to smoke about four to five cigars a week. However, I'm currently on vacation, and as such, I have time to smoke as many as two to three cigars a day, and honestly, I can't think of a better way to spend a vacation. That said, I struggle with my palate if I smoke more than a single cigar per day for more than a day or two in a row. Without adequate rest between smokes, I find that I lose much of my ability to taste the nuances of my favorite smokes. I wonder if this is just the way some palates are, or if there's something I could be doing differently to improve my experience. I do take my time when I smoke. I usually accompany my cigars with a beverage, generally water or coffee. Beyond these two things, I don't know if there's anything else I could be doing. Maybe other listeners have similar frustrations. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Luke from Seattle. And what I had replied to Luke is I never know when I get to an email segment. But without Dave here, we certainly have time. So Listen to feedback, man. You got to love it. What I, what I do every day is what's called oil pulling. I take a little coconut oil, about a tablespoon's worth. I put it in my mouth. I let it melt. And I swish it around for anywhere between 5 and 20 minutes, depending on how much time I have. So the deposits, and as smokers, we all have tobacco deposits that end up on our teeth. The, that does not dissolve in water. So our, obviously our mouths have water in them all the time and you swish in water around in your mouth and it doesn't do anything. That smoky taste stays on your palate. But what oil pulling does is it dissolves those particulates that are on your palate. It draws them out. And then when you spit the oil out, you now have a completely clean palate. Coffee has never tasted better. Cigars have never tasted better than immediately after oil pulling. And that's what I recommended to Luke and he reported mm. back that it worked. Very well, cool. Now that we know that you're a spitter, to go easier. Well, you have to, by the way, you have to spit it out because you've just extracted all that junk from your teeth. You've got to get that out. Do not swallow it. If you want to go an easier way, club soda, seltzer, uh, the bubbles will help cleanse the palate. Um, <coughs> that and maybe a, a, a cracker or two. Uh, but that's what they do in the factory. They'll have a pile of crackers. They'll have the, the seltzer or club soda. And between tasting the different little perritos, uh, that's what they'll do to cleanse their palate. Hell of a lot easier to find than coconut oil. Uh, let's see, about three aisles away from the seltzer water is the oil aisle, and coconut oil is prominently displayed, as is seltzer. So, just I guess, you know, you can also use that for your tan while you're on vacation. Okay. Well played. So, uh, do we have any final thoughts on our A.J. Fernandez enclave? So, some of those leathery components that were early and prominent, you know, prominent early on in the scar have faded away. I agree. Um, there's definitely some mocha. There's a lot of sweetness, um, chocolatey, uh, just a well-rounded, well-balanced cigar. Um, it's a little bit higher in strength, uh, but I would say the body of the cigar is medium. All right. Ed Sullivan, what say you? 
I'm picking up a lot of the sweetness. I'm in agreement with Barry Stein. Really? This world's coming to an end. And how about you, Joe D? Certainly that sweetness is, uh, is prominent. The leather kind of, <clears throat> those leather notes kind of bounce in, bounce out. A um, little bit of cocoa in there. And uh, I'm getting a, uh, like a barnyard kind of note. Subtle, but it's, uh, it's there for me. It, it's there and then it dissipates. It's not uh, long-lasting. And some red pepper on the uh, retro hat. Well, I was just going to get to that. I, I'm, I'm picking up on the fact that this is a fairly classic Nicaraguan stick. Right. You've got that uh, pepper and spice that you would <coughs> expect to accompany a Nicaraguan cigar. I'm getting a little bit less on the sweetness. And uh, for me, maybe I'm smoking slower because I'm talking too much, but I still am experiencing it within this first inch here. Uh, that leathery component, you guys clearly are further along than I am. So uh, that's what I got. <clears throat> so we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we have the classic three-way. We've got the matchup of the week and much more. We're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Smokey Joe's is changing the dress code when it comes to enjoying a premium handmade cigar. Using the finest materials of velvet and silk, their smoking jackets are made for a lasting impression. Smokey Joe's has fitted the likes of Smokey Robinson, James Brown, Sammy Davis Jr., and now they want to fit you too with a smoking jacket. Proudly designed and manufactured in the USA, Smokey Joe's invites you to feel the inspiration of fashion from an era where clothing was designed using only the finest materials and craftsmanship. Smokey Joe's clothing continues to be a story of America at its best. Innovation, hard work, and fearless enterprise. When you light up the best, smoke it while wearing the best. Smoking Joe's Smoking Jackets. Available at SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com That's SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com Be sure to tell them the Cigar Authority sent you. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars and the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit Drew 
DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Raised in Cuba and steeped in the rich tradition of the Fernandez cigar legacy, A.J. Fernandez produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua, ensuring superior quality. The day-to-day operations at Tabacalera A.J. Fernandez Cigars de Nicaragua are managed under the watchful eye of A.J. Fernandez himself. Through a fusion of inherited techniques and learned patience, A.J. Fernandez filler tobaccos are grown from prized seeds which are proprietary only to the Fernandez family. Perhaps the most essential quality of the A.J. Fernandez line of cigars, such as New World, Enclave and Last Call, is the perspective and motivation of A.J. Fernandez, as well as the history of the Fernandez family. Enjoy the continuing legacy of A.J. Fernandez cigars. 
Hey, what's up, people? This is David Ortiz, Big Poppy from the Big Poppy Cigar. You're listening to Cigar Authority. And we are back broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Set. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. We're smoking the AJ Fernandez Enclave. Who is he not making cigars for is the question. I don't think. True. I think he has his hands on almost every company right now. He's got, he's got a, full, a full palette, a full plate, rather. Uh, and um, Robert was saying, you guys have almost no issue as far as filling production. No. You place the order, he makes the cigars, and uh, that's a gentleman right there. Beautiful thing. Shaking hands. Man and, of his word. And mm-hmm. sticking to his word. That's it. I like it. All right. Well, I think... That ding-ding means it's time for the matchup of the week. Brought to you by VS. VS stands for Versus, but it also stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars, who would win this hypothetical battle? And uh, today, boys, we have vocal legend Bobby McFerrin versus the Police Academy cadet Lavelle Jones, also known as Michael Winslow. That's it. That's the battle. Who wins? In what? Sound effects? or? Uh, well, clearly they're both known for their sound effects. So. Yeah, well, in Don't Worry, Be Happy, he did the, uh, I guess, the noise from the side of the cheek. In, in Don't Worry, Be Happy, he did every single instrument with his voice recorded on a multi-track. I'm aware of that. In fact, every song that he does, unless he's playing with Yo-Yo Ma or some other famous mm-hmm. musician, he does every single, he has perfect pitch, he does every single um, instrument. Using his voice. I'm going to go with Michael Winslow because Michael Winslow is so dynamic that he can do an impersonation of Bobby McFerrin doing the instruments. So, therefore, it's Winslow or whatever his real name is. Michael Winslow, yeah. All right. So, what do you think, Joe? I'm going to go with Michael Winslow because uh, I'm hoping and thinking with uh, the Police Academy movies, maybe he's got a little little marksmanship training, maybe some uh, takedowns, takedown defense. (laughs) MMA style is ahead of his time. You never know. All right. And uh, what about you, Ed Sullivan? I'll also stick with Michael Winslow just for comedy effect. Well, uh, I can't agree with all of you. I have to go (laughs) Bobby McFerrin because he does have perfect pitch. He does every single instrument. And given his perfect pitch, if he heard Michael Winslow do a sound effect, I think he could do the sound effect. And he could do Michael Winslow doing himself, doing Michael Winslow on the sound effect. Therefore... The winner is Bobby McFerrin wrong. because I have the bell. Wrong. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. That's right. All right, so uh, we're going to take a little, a little peek here into the mailbag. And uh, submitted through the Contact Us page, Tom writes, Gents, a couple of ideas for some show material. Put up a voting poll on your site and let listeners select what you smoke for a show. Do shows where David, Mr. Jonathan, and Barry, as well as Ed Sullivan, pick their personal favorite cigars, and you all smoke them. We've done that. Do a What's in Your Humidor show. Yeah, it's great that you have access to the full line of Two Guys stock, but what's in your personal humidor? Bring in your desktop Humi from home and give us a peek. I would have to move cigars out of my humidor mm-hmm. into a desktop humidor Same and bring here. it in, but we could do that. Same here. Uh, every shop slash lounge has a core group of regulars you could set your watch by. Bring in some of your regular patrons for a segment. And then, uh, unlike Barry, 
Some of us actually admit we have a problem. Do a non-alcoholic pairing show. And that's Tom. I'm going to save that one for Dave. He's going to want that. I'll do it with all duels. <laughs> I am uh, I'm not convinced that that's what he was talking about there. Compliments to the chef, by the way. This hot chocolate is amazing. I told you. The, oh. Our hot chocolate is on point here at Studio 21 Podcast. Better Cafe. than advertised. Um, all right. So we are going to move right into the Don Raphael offer of the day. It's time to hear the Don Raphael offer of the day, brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone's got a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? And the price today, gentlemen, is $1 million. You have to live on a deserted island for four years, castaway style. If you die, you die. You get no money. You've got to live on the island for four years for $1 million. No, for four years, no. It's two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. No, for a year maybe. But we're not four even going to take taxes out. There's no, no taxes on no. us. You clear a million. Four million dollars, million dollars a year. We're not going to film it, Barry. We can't recoup our costs. On I, this. I, I think it's worth more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, is that more than what you're making now? Yeah. All right. You'd but basically I'm comfortable, get to do, I'm comfortable you'd, with you'd where I'm making now. You basically get to do the Living exact same thing head. that you do now. <coughs> Sit wow. around, you smoke cigars. Do I bring in... Uh, eat a coconut. Do I bring alcohol? Um, an unending supply of alcohol? I don't and think... I you, don't have a problem. I don't uh, think you'd make it past the supply, first weekend with any supply of alcohol. Unending supply of cigars? Yes. Then maybe. Again, you're not going to make it past the first weekend. It doesn't matter how many you bring with you. <laughs> Ed Sullivan, I know your answer on this. I'm out. I'd be down to try it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that challenge. I'd be down to try it. It's tough to be away from the kids for four years, but you know what? You set up uh, solid. Yeah. I'll, I'll pay for the ticket for you to try it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to put up a million dollars, buddy. All right, so uh, we're a tie, but because I have the bell. <laughs> yes. Million dollars wins. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to do it. All right, then, Napoleon. In our fictitious, in our fictitious world <laughs> that we live in. All right. I'm out, I'm out of order here. You know, that bell's getting quite a workout today. Well, you know what? He never lets me touch the bell, and yeah. I'm here right now, and he hates that I'm touching it, but <laughs> he can't stop me. He's Dave, all, the way in, all the way in Miami. Dave, you could show up with a shirt next week that says hashtag me too now. Nice. He's violated oh. your bell. <laughs> oh. Too soon, too soon. I'm going to be getting a letter from HR. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This was... Uh, a letter, believe it or not, that was sent uh, directly to Dave. This was not submitted through the contact us page. So we're going to read it so Dave's not here to answer it. You'll understand why. Oh, okay. Uh, and the subject line is, bummed. Just had my torch lighter confiscated by Logan TSA Terminal C. It was the transparent vertigo that looks like it could be perfume or cologne. It had escaped detection three times before in Boston and Atlanta, but not this time. Alas, I saw the scanner image. It really does show up. Just a data point. Cheers, Rob Steele. <coughs> and uh, Rob, it's not perfect. I just know that I've flown with mine. Uh, it's got to be 15 times now. And I just make sure that it's filled up all the way. And I put it in my shaving kit. And so far, so good. I've had uh, nothing but good luck with it. Hey, Jonathan, what else is in the shaving kit that might be distracting them? Razors. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park DNA? Uh, you know what? I put, uh, I put my little travel size bottle of cologne in there. 
I've got some flossers. Other than other than that, it's not. What I, about the coconut oil? Is that in there? Or? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't fit in my shaving kit. Okay. <laughs> He's such you, a ball buster. Where do you put He's that? He's so dry. Where do you put that to smuggle onto the plane? Oh, <laughs> in my mouth, <laughs> where nobody's looking. It's, it's, it's so easy. I'm just going to leave that one alone. Ah, oh, all right. Oh, fruit, baby. <laughs> I guess I'm going to bang out a couple of more while we're here. Also submitted through the contact us page. I enjoyed your day of podcasts. I was able to find three to watch, uh, but they all looked good. I have, I have to commend you on the camera angle you used in the one about podcasts. It had that cooking guy. His name's Tommy Grella. The camera angle used is the one. You're closer up. You can be seen clearly. And I think it adds more intimacy if you get my meaning, Mr. Jonathan. Hey no, now. I don't. Hey, now. <laughs> all right, I do. <laughs> I wasn't looking at a screen filled with the entire stage, but rather a screen filled with the three people talking to me. Instead of being one of the actors, the stage now became the background, and the three of you were the focus. Please, please, please keep that angle. It works. Keep up the great work. And uh, what we do... Was that Charlie Pataris? No, that was Walter. Because he just, uh, in the chat room, prior to the letter, voiced a similar message. Which, Which one? This one? That's the angle I believe he's referring to. The uh, top right, as we call it, top right to the stage. Uh, Walter, unfortunately, I'm uh, at the mercy of whatever David wants, and he wants that. He wants all three angles to be to be working. So we have a close-up when we do the lighter segment, and we have a far-away shot for the majority of the set, and then we have just for a change of pace, we have that top right camera, and. Uh, well, I'll work it in more often. Yeah, maybe you could do that, Ed. You could make everybody happy. Eh, I've given up on that. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so moving Speaking right along, we're going people happy, to... Making people happy, you think uh, Dave will be happy or unhappy? With the show today? Yes. Um, I think it probably met his expectations. <laughs> okay. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to say that we've exceeded them. But we haven't lost any of our viewing audience, live anyways. I don't know what's going on online. We haven't lost them, so. No, it's fluctuated one or two people in both directions, so. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Dawn and Damon stayed right at front row. I went to grade school with Dawn, by the way. Nice. Went to grade school with her. Was he as flamboyant then as he is now? <laughs> Perhaps more. All right, uh, we're going to take a, uh, a gander at the classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's- Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. All right, Joe, you've watched the show before. I'm sure you understand how it's played, but just a recap. We go the closest on the date 
in question without going over. Sir. And the going over has been brought into dispute, but we use Dave's definition of going over. And uh, you guys will try to keep me in check as we go along here. Uh, and since you're our guest, you're going to guess first. We always write the answer down, and then uh, we compare notes. Barry's got his laptop covered. His phone appears in to the be car. Off camera, perfect. And uh, we trust Ed Sullivan down there. But Dave didn't trust Ed Sullivan to not do his homework. So we went with tomorrow being December 10th. And our first person was born Bobby Flay, the television chef who opened restaurants in the U.S. and the Bahamas. He was nominated for an Emmy Award for Hot Off the Grill with Bobby Flay. He asked for an Easy Bake Oven when he was a child for Christmas, and his father wanted to give him a G.I. Joe figurine instead. He was given both as a compromise. He was born tomorrow. What year? <coughs> 65. All right, so he says 1965. Barry Stein. 64. Ed Sullivan? I'm going 1970. All right, and... As much as it pains me to admit this, Barry Stein, you get it. It is 1964 on the nose, so you get two points. Nice. Well played. Did you cheat? Nope. I think he has a thing for Bobby Flay. Ah. Yes. It all is clear Well, now. it's food, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the wrist action. That's what you know. Michael <laughs> Clark Duncan, actor who earned critical acclaim for his award-nominated role in the film The Green Mile. He has also appeared in The Whole Nine Yards, Daredevil, and the Scorpion King, the deep-voiced big man, the late great Michael Clark Duncan, born tomorrow. 1959. 61. <clears throat> Nin 1956. All right, the answer is 1957, Susan Day is an American actress known for her television roles as Laurie Partridge on the sitcom The Partridge Family and as Grace Van Owen on the NBC drama series L.A. Law, born this day, tomorrow. 45. Joe D. says 1945. 52. 1952. I'm thrown off because you're pronouncing all the names right. Sorry. <laughs> Ed Sullivan. It, it pains me to admit I had 1951. 1951. Why does that pain you to admit it? Well, because Barry had 52. It doesn't give me any room. <clears throat> well, and Barry Stein gets two more points. Russian. I don't yeah. even know how Dave would cheat to make this not happen because I don't want him to win. She's in my browser history. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> <laughs> All right. Died this day. I get happy with her all the time. <laughs> is, thank you for that image. Died this day as a result of thinking of whatever Barry Stein is doing in, with regards to Susan Day. <laughs> is considered one of the greatest singers in the history of American popular music and semi, seminal artist in soul music and rhythm and blues. Singing, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay is probably his best known hit. He died this day, tomorrow. Died. 47. 1947. Died this day, 2002. Oh. All right. And Ed Sullivan. 
1992. All right. Everybody is over except for what appears to be the confused Joe D. And yes. it worked in his favor <laughs> because he, he died in 1967. Oh, so 47 oh, wow. gives him a point, and he's on the board. <coughs> it's no longer a shutout. Barry Stein is so far ahead. We got two questions left, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna see if we can catch him, boys. Uh, died this day is Richard Pryor, an American stand-up comedian, actor, and social critic. Pryor was known for uncompromising examinations of racism, topical commentary issues, which employed colorful profanity as well as racial epithets. He reached a broad audience with his storytelling style. He is widely regarded as one of the most important and influential stand-up comedians of all time. He died this day, closest without going over, starting with Ed Sullivan. 1998. Joe D? 03. 97. <coughs> Alright, the closest without going over is going to be Joe D. Starting, he's mounting a comeback right now. The answer is 2005. Alright, and the final question. Uh, Joe D needs two to tie. Ed Sullivan is essentially out of the competition, but we'll still get your answer. Happened this day. The Mighty Mouse Playhouse premieres on American television. What year? 64. 1964 is his guess. <coughs> 53. 53. Ed Sullivan? 54. And it is 1955, giving Ed Sullivan a point, but Barry Stein becomes our new champion for this day in classic history. Take that. Yeah. Take that Was indeed. it Mighty Mouse or Mickey Mouse? Did you make a mistake? It says Mighty Mouse on the paper, <clears throat> so probably. <laughs> I'm looking forward to he Dave coming typed, back and saving the day. He, he wouldn't have typed in Mighty Mouse. He would have copied and pasted, so it's Mighty Mouse is my guess. All right, so we are, I'm sure my cigar has gone out now. <clears throat> We are smoking the A.J. Fernandez Enclave. And By the way, I... the chat room is very mad at you. Good. Because I didn't get the bell rings when I got it right on the head. Yeah, I don't have to hit the bell if I don't want to. <laughs> so. Very undone. You've been, you've been um, very forthcoming with the innuendo heading in my direction. So you get no bell. I'm happy to know that I don't ring your bell. I actually totally forgot that... The bell ring was part of it. Wow. Spaced it. Sorry, Dave. Again, meeting the expectations. <laughs> That's my goal for I, today's show. I think you used up your allotment anyway. Probably. I'm sure. So um, what do we have for final thoughts on our A.J. Fernandez enclave? Still getting some of that chocolate note. Um, there's a touch of coffee pleas present as well. Uh, continued red pepper flakes on the retrohale. That, uh, now I want pizza with red pepper on, on it. After the Chinese or before? <laughs> after, because, you know, 20 minutes after you eat Chinese, you're hungry again. Right. All right. <laughs> Jonathan's totally lost. Not lost. You, you, I mean, you get, you, obviously you've got a, a good palate and you're, you're picking up the stuff that's there. What I'm trying to do is figure out something that you didn't say. Uh, so I'm going to throw it to Ed Sullivan while I puff away and think. No, I'm with Barry on that, particularly on the retro hail, which you are not qualified to comment on. That's correct. That's correct. 
I would have it note that uh, braving this first winter storm here in uh, 2017 is the great Steve Saka in the viewing audience. In the house. Does two to five inches really count as a great winter storm? It's the first one of the year, man. It's it. People are going to be driving like maniacs, sliding off the road as soon as it sticks. Actually, I saw him when he came up the stairs. He rolled his eyes and was like, oh, I forgot it ends at two. The Saka Squatch in the house. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. The, the leather on this has subsided. This is the A.J. Fernandez Enclave. Uh, the leather, now that I'm in the, the middle part of the cigar here, the meat of it has subsided. Uh, a little a little charcoal quality in there, charcoal briquettes, burnt ends thing happening. Uh, I don't know about red pepper flakes on a pizza, but there is some peppery component to it that is adding a little bit of heat to the smoke, but the, the smoke itself is prevalent, so... Uh, you like your barbecue grilling, and you got a little uh, little burnt end action for me. So, so we got uh, we got a little bit of time. Um, <laughs> where can users find Stogie Geeks if they if they haven't had enough of you on this show? Right. Where can they find you? <laughs> uh, hopefully, I didn't, didn't ruin my welcome here. Uh, StogieGeeks.com, YouTube, Facebook, and uh, we appreciate uh, the listener feedback and uh, viewership. And you guys Thank just taped the show that's going to air <clears throat> on Monday. What, uh, what were you smoking uh, on Monday if someone wants to smoke along with you? With Robert Holt. Uh, we were smoking uh, Southern Drawer Rosie Sharon. Nice. Yes. Nice. That's but the one I smoked earlier today. Personal favorite. Uh, no, I, I, I digress. It is the, uh, the Jacob's Ladder. Jacob's uh, Ladder. Co-host Joe Huzepa had not uh, previously, sm- uh, previously smoked that stick and uh, yeah, enjoyed it. So are there ever any episodes <clears throat> where you are smoking a cigar for the very first time? Or do you always do your homework on something that you're smoking? No, there's, there's first times uh, for sure, especially with uh, uh, variants of guests. You know, normally we like to do our homework uh, ahead of time. Mostly it's due to the fact that, that you know, we, we welcome and, and hope that uh, guests are coming on the show via live or Skype. Send a little something our way so we can, you know, promptly get into it if we haven't smoked it uh, yet. Sure. Um, sometimes for whatever reason, maybe it doesn't make its way there or, you know, human error people forget. Um, at that point, you know, we just we dive into it right then and there. Nice. You know? And uh, which nothing wrong with that nice, nice honest assessment on air. Well, and and there's there's and something I, to be said too. Do you find, <clears throat> and you certainly don't have to answer this. Do you find that from a consumer standpoint, that somebody sending you a cigar gives that cigar a better shot of being palatable, versus if you had to go out and purchase the cigar? Do you think that changes your mindset when you're reviewing a cigar live? I feel, you know, I'm just a, uh, you know, a humble rep here. However, if I was in uh, their particular shoes, you want to certainly put your, uh, your best foot forward. Um, yeah, I'd send the big guns. So, and, uh, and also, uh, you know, it pays to do your due, uh, your due diligence and know what the guys on the panel happen to dig into, what they like, where the pallets are at, sizes. Uh, you know, we certainly, certainly tried to uh, accommodate you gentlemen here today. And uh, just those little things, man, attention to detail go a long way. It's awesome. Well, Joe D., I can't thank you enough for coming on. You certainly, Pleasure, you Thanks, certainly helped us get through the second hour. Uh, Dave, although uh, I'd like to say that we can handle the show anytime <coughs> he's not here. We he can. Is, we just don't want to do it that often. He is, he is missed as a, as a voice because, man, can that guy talk. You just don't realize <laughs> until you're sitting on this side how much he fills in on his own with his own insight. So uh, we wish, obviously, that Dave was uh, on Absolutely. vacation instead of uh, being where he has to be. But uh, paying homage to a great man mm-hmm. and, uh, and sending him off properly. Humbled uh, and honored to be here, and I uh, appreciate the, the Southern Drill love. 
Thank All right. You. So next week, we tell you if or when we got it right with Cigar Journal magazine as we are joined by Rick Ardito, the original partner of Jew Estates and now brand manager of the Upsetters. Is he upset? We'll find out next week. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And if you learned nothing more in the last two hours, just remember when you're smoking your Southern Drawer Kazoo, not to be confused with the Great Kazoo, or the A.J. Fernandez Enclave, just keep the lit end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.